Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey. Hey, we're wrong. <laughs> you know what makes me upset? Ooh. It doesn't make me upset. It just makes me sigh. When, when, okay. Oof. When someone that oh. we both know asks us, like, he, he asks us, like, almost every week, like, so how's things going? Like, how, how, I'll tell you who it is after. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't feel like I already like we're thirty seconds in. I already know I'm not going to edit this out. <laughs> like, um, he was like, "So how's it going? Like, how how are things going?" It's an adult. Mm-hmm. Well, an an adult or adult, mm-hmm. and I'm an adult. <laughs> and I was just like, "Why would you ask it at this time in the semester? Morale is low." Okay. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, like, morale's at an all time low. Right. I'm like, what do you want me to say that? <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's like, do I do I respect the fact that you're? I I just don't know what you want me to say. It's because like, I'm not, if I respond with some ominous crazy, now I'm getting reported to to, to, to Hair Network, and now, <laughs> now I walk into my room and it's a circle of people. <laughs> right, time to do a seance. <laughs> but CBO. I'm not gonna lie to your face. So I, I think I told him I was like morale is low. That's <laughs> and then I'll be like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, everyone everyone experiences it, but it's just like, sis, don't ask me that. Like this place does too much, way too much, and. I don't like doing things already. So now you want me to do multiple things at the same time. That requires my brain, my body. And most importantly, not my viola. This is depressing. Let's get into this. <laughs> Half the listeners are like, whew, glad I'm done with that college junk. This is just, yeah, this is a depressing conversation. Because now I'm just thinking of everything I'm going to have to do after we're done recording this. I can't be dragging out the episode. <laughs> you imagine a 20 hour episode. <laughs> Still in a lock in? <laughs> Not a lock-in. Shout out to church days. Did you ever go to lock-in? I don't know. I don't think so. Church lock-in? So you play Bible games? Well, that's not really true. I don't remember what we did, but they were cute. Anyway, you got news this week? Yep. Now I gotta try to, now I gotta try to shake off all the, <laughs> all the negativity from the intro. It wasn't negative. I mean, morale is low. I, I mean, know. it's just not even the negativity, but just it's weighing heavy on my heart it, already. So I ain't even finna hold you. Like, I feel a lot better because I had like a lot of people know based on complaints on my Instagram story that I had to turn in a comprehensive exam. It's not even like a big thing. It's like, you know, like a 15 to 25 page paper on a topic. So it's not long. It's just, you have to do it. I also waited till after my recital. So I did, I did it in three days. Okay. Well, I don't think any of the faculty listen. The faculty that we care about. I don't know yet. Oh, I have to defend it. Oh, in a couple of weeks. Your your orals. I forgot. Oh, yeah. I forgot about those. Oh, those suck up on me. Mm-hmm. That was a lot going on. So that, I mean, I have to like, I have this stuff to do that I've been putting, uh, not really putting off, but like must do. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Fun times had by all. All right. So, um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> in news this week, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, once again, um, it's in the news. Not once again. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, they've the musicians and the management have reached an agreement with the help of the mayor of Chicago. <laughs> with the help of of Rahm Emanuel. Yep. Help. Yep. That's what it says. That man is mad fraudulent. I'm glad he's finally doing something besides sending Illinois, helping to send Illinois into the eternal pits of hell. Hmm. Go on. <laughs> not going he's terrible that's chicago t <laughs> he's any year chicago listeners will be like 
he has so much other things to do like not be terrible oh anyway keep going katie for mayor i mean i don't even chicago's a black mayor now oh thank god all right like i feel like in the hands of black people (laughs) things get done that's why i was so disappointed by assignments (laughs) i was so disappointed by t'challa i mean it's not a spoiler it's just that no but he i know i know i just i was just hoping that he would save the day I just, I just had that for for my own personal gratification. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me, I have to rewatch Black Panther for the fifth time. But oh well, I've only seen it three times. There's people who've seen it like over fifty. I mean, I, I, it's good. You should. But I feel like at a certain point, it's like I don't want to be reciting lines and knowing. You know, I also don't like watching movies more than I. I typically don't watch movies more than once. It's just like a thing of mine. I'll, I'll go a while without. Yeah. Because I already know what's going to happen. I'm just weird like that. Because I saw three... I, the first two times I saw it was, like, within maybe, like, three weeks of each other. And then probably, like, a couple weeks later I saw it again. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't watch it again until, like, maybe six months later. Yeah. Like, I wait. Like, t- like, even when we saw The Avengers last year, I only watched it a second time because, one, I, I thought it was good. And, two, I was so confused the first time and spent half my time on Google that I had to redeem. Anyway, sorry. The point. Um. So, basically... um. On Friday, the musicians and the association, excuse me, they uh, released a statement thanking the mayor for holding a meeting with them in City Hall to reach an agreement about their contract, which the stipulations of that contract have not been released yet, but it's a five-year contract. That's all we know. Um, But basically, the mayor and the association are like, we're so glad to reach an agreement, blah, blah, blah. And then the the musicians were like, "Um, we'll meet tomorrow to consider the details of a potential agreement. So I'm like, so... (laughs) And not even like of an agreement, of a potential. I love them. (laughs) I stand. They're like, you can either give us what we want or you can give us what we want. (laughs) I just, I stand. And I bet you that bass player is leading the pack. Yeah, he on the negotiation well, committee. I know he is. Ah, <laughs> oh, I just love them. Um, what a great institution. But they, the mayor was saying that they've reached an agreement in principle to bring music back to the symphony center. I was like, that means nothing. That means nothing. <laughs> yeah, we said that earlier. It's like we we agree that classical music is valued. That's probably like we understand. That's that's the as a principle. Like, of course, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra musicians and the association agree on that. Why yeah. wouldn't they? Why wouldn't <laughs> like we we want the Chicago Symphony Orchestra to play? Yes, everybody, every, all parties involved want that. That is a principle. Yes, we would like that very much. Yep. We would like everyone to be satisfied. And yep. <laughs> and then my dude on the base was like, well, we rolling out to y'all. <laughs> he probably like, squat up. All right. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I love him. I need to meet him. So um, basically Saturday, which is today, um, they're supposed to vote on it. Um, but we haven't gotten anything like any press releases, any news wise, like as, you know, at the time that we're recording this, which is, I don't know. It's one thirty. It's one thirty in Chicago. Um, so we'll see. Probably by the end of this episode or something. Yeah, that'd be that'd be dope. Okay, live but not live because it comes out on Monday. <laughs> right. Everybody like we know. Man, let me let me just work. Let me just work this down one so I can get to the Chicago Symphony because I need to be squad up with them because they bout it. I mean, they are they just principal the Chicago Symphony. They also accept nobody. That's because you haven't auditioned yet. Let's move on. What's the second story? They don't expect, they don't accept nobody. I'm like, how do you know they're not going to accept you? You ain't even auditioned. I'm not there yet. Can we move on? Can we not talk about 
this in front of all these people. So Katie just y'all see how I support Katie and her endeavors. Huh? And she just you do what? I su- I support. Yeah, you, you support. That's, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Next story. I'm begging support you. In your I'm please. I'm graveling. Please graveling. Mm, right. Yeah, you are <laughs> graveling. So you try to. <laughs> I'm supporting. You're graveling. We both not what up to what we supposed to is do. The, <laughs> what is the next story? I got time. I'm not the only one. They don't have time. I am not the only one who wants you to move on. You don't know that. At this moment, you are. They're withholding the next story until it <laughs> no. <laughs> 40 minutes of silence. <laughs> Did I leave it? All right. Um. So this next story has been... What I find is yesterday, two days ago, when it came out. Yeah, two days ago when it came out. Um, so I'm scrolling, minding my own business on Facebook. Typically, that's right. what I hate. You are literally in a good mood, minding your business. Right, which is rare for these times because mm-hmm. school, intonation, and the like. So, um, but I see a headline talking about Peabody's black students report discrimination. I was like, I saw that too. <laughs> I was like, what are we talking about? Um. So first of all, the the article starts out with a doozy. Um, so a Peabody student, um, well, who's actually now an alum, um, experienced a seizure during an orchestra rehearsal. Um, and instead of people asking, "Are you having a medical emergency? Whatever, whatever. Like, are you okay? Can we get get you something?" They asked him, "Is he on any drugs?" He's having a seizure. This is not no weed. He didn't sneeze. He had a seizure. Can you imagine? Hey, what? What? I don't even know what I would do. Also, never mind. What? Nothing. What was that? I just. No, nah, I'll tell you later. Catherine. <laughs> no, nah, I'll tell you later. No, I gotta put that in my notes so I remember to ask you. Um. But basically, so this article is pretty long yeah it's pretty long um and it's it's full of just like a bunch of uh microaggressions that have been building up over time so we're just gonna go through um a little bit of of what's been going on over at peabody so they're <laughs> over at peabody what y'all been doing i'm sorry I mean, people be talking about their experiences i'm like how do y'all go through that when i was reading this i was like First of all, I'm not the one, two, or the three. I don't care who you are. You're not going. I've I've taken that on. I don't mean like yes, in certain things, I scale it back. But you're not. I have this general persona that you're not going to talk to me anyhow. Kind of way. You just. I don't care who you are. You're not going. Like I, so don't, I don't care. People have teachers like that. I'm like, are you kidding me? And how are you supposed to learn from that person? Like when yeah, I, tell I play you, out a tune, but you can say it without that on your voice. Like no. Nah. And like little funny stuff that yeah. GT be saying to me that you had to say all that. Mm-hmm. Like that's different. Because he respects me as a person, he respects me as a violist. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I would, when I tell you, I would have been so quick to the office to get a new teacher. Are you done? Continue. Ain't nothing even going on. You really gonna lie before God? First of all, people know well enough that you must be doing something. Blaine is a child. Okay, classically adolescent podcast. All right. Continue. Continue. I made my point. You, oh. you didn't know because you were doing that. <laughs> 
no nah, but um so basically the main claims in this article um from members of uh, peabody's black student union um is that their off that peabody's office of student affairs has treated black students unfairly and makes the campus and climate unwelcoming for minority students I, when I said, some of the stuff like we've been over this for some of the stuff i was reading i couldn't even imagine like i when i was deciding where to go to school is between peabody and eastman yo you know how hot i would have been if i <laughs> if i got there and was dealing with some of this stuff like obviously it's different depending on what you're doing because there's some things in the article people talking about their studio teacher was out of line mm-hmm. some people was just the office you know it depends but i would have been hot and yeah i would have been hot but anyway um um, the the BSU alleged that they informed the Office of Student Affairs like what they were going through and that um, they 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 uh, outlined their their experiences of discrimination and all that and they didn't pass the complaints along to the proper disciplinary bodies that they were supposed to. They have um, something called the Office of Institutional uh, Equity and they they filed a, a complaint against the student affairs office with that office because i think that's just like above their head yeah. um so they they filed that a complaint against them and one of the um one of the students uh who's the bsu co-president uh she she filed that against um a, sp- a specific person in the office and then apparently that person in the office started telling people oh what's her name she she filed a complaint against me which whatever i literally like, cannot do I, which is literally they have a confidentiality um agreement in place for, so you cannot do things like that but then on the other hand um the student who spoke who she's quoted in this article she said that when she goes to the office that same person and asks like this incident I reported has it been handled has this student been held accountable for what they did to me whatever whatever the lady's like well you know I can't tell you yes or no because right. it's confidentiality she's like so only white students get confi- confidentiality because you all across ca- campus first of all you're you're grown why are you spreading spreading things about students across campus when you're doing the wrong and especially you're spreading them to students because we all know faculty members they might get together and talk about students I don't know about the collegiate level but mm-hmm. I know like I've talked about students, not in a terrible way, but like, you just want to be like, I might want to go down to the math teacher and see what's, what's going on. Like mm-hmm. teachers talk about other students, but you're not even talking about them with your, with your colleagues. You're talking about them with other students, your favorite students. Yo, that's trash. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> they also um, added that some upper level Peabody administrators have failed to hold uh, the student affairs office uh, accountable for their mistakes. Um, but they said that some of the, some of the like way upper level people like the dean some people up there have been pretty responsive mm-hmm. but the people in the student affairs office since that's where they're supposed to go with their with their issues mm-hmm. like that they get upset when uh they go over their head but it's like y'all not doing anything exactly so and that's not hard to believe i think i told you when we first read this article it's like you know what i'm saying look at the dean of our school he goes above and beyond to try to like make sure the voices of the students are heard and like tries to meet with them if you want to talk to him about stuff i mean they're but also eastman ain't trash so there's the people who are on the line to get it's it's rare that you're going to really it has to be like something really big like the thing that we had a couple weeks ago but Mm -hmm. it's like you you know the people at eastman actually care about their students so it's like you when you the line to get to you know dean rossi it, it don't really happen that much because you know i couldn't imagine dealing with this going to somebody and be like this is a concern that i have and then be like well mm. ah. 
Child, y'all. Okay. Um, just to give some more some more examples about things that have happened. So the BSU had reserved a room for uh, their meetings, um, and they reserved it. It was always good. And then they get a message talking about, well, the Office of Re- Residential Life has claims to this room. Y'all can't use it. So then someone who was in the BSU, who was a RA, um, checked the room availability. The room was uh was available. So when they went to the office, um in uh with this like information the person responded quote that she had other priorities than the black students at this school and we'll tell you to reach across that counter and <laughs> wrap her by her neck sometimes you just gotta be wild you world, know world star <laughs> i wouldn't have done all that cause I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not a violent person but i would have had something to say right could, could you, to your face to your face i would have got i would have said something very rude right now i'm in the dean's office looking like well what you gonna say to me because you hired her exactly no i would have said something very rude like <laughs> i would have said something very rude. because she said something very rude so we just keeping that same energy I right back i'm saying keep same energy yep right back um so i just couldn't i just couldn't believe that there's a lot of different things in the article some things that can't even that they said can't even be disclosed because of the complaints um if there are things that they that they uh reported since the confidentiality of them you can't um like they they couldn't disclose them in the article now they're honoring confidentiality that's good well done right um several people uh declined to comment of course some of the people talking about they wasn't available i'm like that was available because she was available to gossip about (laughs) the last one i'm like she was available you should have went right in there and asked her right you campus time should have went is it campus times that's what what ours is called you should have went right up into that office and asked her right what's her name too say her name what's her name there's a couple of them that's fine so the first one let me find her first and last name right first and last she got social security address blood type some this first and last name so director of student affairs kylie mm. sommer and coordinator of student leadership and involvement colleen strout strout whatever don't That's, matter right <laughs> <laughs> wow it's like what's the point of working with students if you're not gonna cater to all students right and like i think i think i'll tell them that and right have other priorities besides the black students here what and it's like what because like you know, I think people people have a problem with black people speaking up for themselves because, like, y'all like to bring race into everything and blase, blase. I'm like, first of all, our country was built on racism. It's going to be about race. Mm-hmm. Secondly, like, you're not catering you're not catering to students. Third, black students have different needs than mm-hmm. white students. That's just something you should have known when you went into working in student affairs. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't handle that because you didn't want to deal with the blacks and their problems again, then you should have, you should do something else. Right, and then you have a BSU, and I'm thinking of like I saw in some of the comments on like um people who who shared this article, people talking about like other music schools that also have BSUs, and I'm like, Eastman was a bit late to the game in that, like to have one, mm-hmm. but the fact that you have one to help like to help your office better cater to black students, and then you treat them this way, exactly. Like some schools were just. You know, just giving out, just doing blanket things for all students, and mm-hmm. didn't have that that aspect to to cater to black students. And you have one that's that's taking some of the weight off of you, exactly. And then you're treating them poorly. And then something like some toddler junk about how if you get mad at one of the black students and they mad at mm-hmm. everybody, I'm like, they probably all think you're the same person. So that's true. I wouldn't <laughs> even be pressed. Like honestly, like I know, like this is your experience and I don't go to Peabody but to be honest it's like maybe she just thought she was the same as somebody else like they probably think you all the same that's so yeah I would just go back and ask her <laughs> cause honest to god they probably only think there's like one black girl and one right. black they're boy they're probably like man they're 
got one student. We can and just you know what? Of- this all makes sense because why would they rent a room to two people? That's true. See? They probably just think it's two, y'all. Honestly. Yeah, honest to God, like I would just go back <laughs> because that's this could clear this all up. Because like probably like why can't y'all just use a practice room? Right. Yeah. 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 Go back. Yeah. That's probably. That's yeah. That's probably- <laughs> <laughs> <We're> annoying. <laughs> um. So there's been um. Uh, so the office that I previously mentioned, the office of, oh, I forgot, it was some equi- uh, equity, um, but a student to that the one that had the seizure, um, I mean his name is printed in the article. I just don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's out no there. Point. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, he filed a report against his studio teacher, Ooh, which I was like, you got to be in lessons with exactly. It's not even like a t- a it's classroom be a teacher big problem. It's got to be a big for you to. I mean, some of the stuff he was saying about how could you afford to go do this and that. Yeah, like some of the things he said that he couldn't even fully disclose the details of his experience because of the report and the confidentiality associated with it. But he said that a number of discriminatory events occurred both by teacher and the students in his studio. And the teacher never said anything about them and just let them just let them slide. Wow. I couldn't have met. I couldn't. You spend so much time with your studio teacher you know what i'm talking about like mm-hmm. over the course of my graduate study you know 14 14 out 14 weeks in a semester times two sem- times six semesters is how much time i had miss taylor plus extra lessons mm-hmm. and studio class that's a lot of time you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying yep so it's like i couldn't imagine like not being able to trust that person dealing with microaggressions mm-hmm. child and the fact that um <laughs> professors are mandated uh reporters when things like this go on you have to report when there are racist incidents and he said that teachers would just would not but that tenure gonna have them just fine right they said that there's a lot of issues with older teachers using outdated language and just like what right it don't, it don't say but they also said that they have, they've had issues with students using racial slurs <laughs> and nobody doing anything about it i wish the hell one of these students would come talk to me crazy when i tell we, you <laughs> when i tell you i don't even care about i get kicked out for real i'll get kicked out for real <laughs> i get kicked out for real it's a psa That's, i don't got but three weeks left at this place but shorty low let me hands tell for you. a lot of things but <laughs> when do y'all come up to me say something crazy call me out my name and <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> let's go <laughs> i don't got about three weeks left but that's fine y'all can send my junk in the mail right. you heard me you're gonna be digging my bouquets up out your <laughs> anyway so <laughs> not the case <laughs> the case not even the, bo- the case no not the bow oh you're right yeah my case on his last legs anyway so <laughs> i would i've never a student <laughs> who y'all got y'all got the heart of jesus christ himself and the stupidity of somebody else because honestly you ain't saying nothing a studio made couldn't be me could not be me and y'all double read players now now i gotta read knife we nah <laughs> right <laughs> right i'll be like so you you want to run that back and try that again while right. i got this read knife in my hand because wow i wish the hell other than <laughs> Somebody in my studio? My studio I can't even First of all, your studio teacher is blessed. <laughs> you imagine? My studio teacher's blessed, so now we both. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's crazy? Well, first of all, you know, I still got one more studio class, so let me knock them. But <laughs> my studio 
is like very unique. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like it's one of the more diverse studios at Eastman and not just aside from our teacher. It's just like the whole studio, we got a little bit of everything. It's like fan- that's what the whole school should look like, to be honest. And I mean, it's, it's fantastic. So I can't, and I've always had this, and before my studio at ISU was way smaller, way more intimate. So it's like, I I just can't fathom experiences in in the people talking about this stuff. I'm just like, the people that I've been around in the studio class, I I can't even, y'all saying slick stuff, y'all microaggressions, even people who got simple studios, simple studio junk where people say slick stuff about your playing. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't had that experience. Because yeah. especially here at Eastman and Miss Taylor studio, everybody mind their business. They'd be like, sis, you really could work, work on this, this, and this. But it was good, though. And I like how you did this and I like how you did that. But, like, you really should. Da, 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 da. And I'll be being like, well, girl, how many more weeks for you quit? <laughs> like, y'all really going through it, huh? <clears throat> um, So, I'm not going to go through, like, every little thing. Because the article is pretty long. And I'll link it so that people can read it. Because I highly recommend reading it. But I just want to address something in the article that I'm like. Like, that I, was expressed by one of the students that I just don't agree with um so one of the students um which is like the main one that they've been interviewing said that part of the reason why they feel so unwelcome um that's been really exacerbated by international students um who have not encountered black people before going to Peabody um that's not my fault right and it says that they um they treat them insensitively um and that they're their ignorance the ignorance of the international students is stemmed from limited programming to like i guess this this is a quote she said there are no resources being offered to these students to try to help them understand that we're not dirty there's a lot of people who just assume their black roommates are dirty or just don't know what to make of them and that can be really isolating i just feel like just because you've never met a black person before doesn't mean it's not your fault when you treat black people like trash. Exactly. You don't need programming to you be a good need, person. Exactly. Because I may not have, you may be from Turkey and I never met nobody from Turkey before. That doesn't mean I think you're dirty and that doesn't mean I'm going to treat you like trash. I just don't think, she, she goes on to say a lot of the things about like how they're just not used to being a black people. They're not, they they need programming to help them learn how to navigate. I'm like, you don't need to have, know how to navigate me. I'm a person. I just don't, I don't think that, like, I, I really did not agree with that. She's like, what, like, I get cultures are different, and there may be a different culture about how you, uh, how you treat strangers, and that sort of thing. Like, I get that, that might be different in other countries, but I do not think that, that we can just not blame people for treating people, like, not treating you like a person. This happened, I remember if you were, <clears throat> this reminded me of something that happened a, a, maybe about a month ago. Remember that, the Instagram girl, uh, Jess Hilarious? Yes. And she she said all those like hateful things about the Sikh people that were on mm-hmm. her plane. Who she called Muslim? They weren't. <laughs> and literally at the worst possible timing because it just happened on the heels of the of, of the, the New Zealand end. shooting. And um, she was like, "Y'all gotta teach me," and I'm just trying to learn. I'm like, first of all, you're not trying to learn because you, you were, it was fueled by hate. Secondly, you you in the age of our dear friend, our dear sis Google. Don't nobody have to. Don't nobody have to. (laughs) 
Don't nobody have to teach you nothing. For Google real. it. And you sound dumb because you're not trying to learn because you released a follow-up video. Exactly. Saying, about- y'all not going to say nothing to me. Y'all going to learn from exactly. me one day. Y'all going to know that I'm right. You released a follow-up video. So you released two follow-up videos. Exactly. After the initial one. So and they had another get on nothing. Instagram after that and, and, and try to get some tears to flow. You should put some eye drops in or something. Cause, cause you know, I hate when people try to make an apology and they trying to they cry. They're and, 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 and nothing coming out. Ain't nasty. <laughs> Girl, put some eye drops in. You, Lemon juice, something. You, your eyes bone dry. And, and she do that thing with her voice, sound like a tethered. I just, <laughs> I just, I, girl, no. So it's like you just, just stop. Don't be a trash person if you don't know. Be quiet, right? And also at the same time, like one of my closest friends here at Eastman, my first year, my first second, my fir- first two years here was um my friend from China. Mm-hmm. She came here. This was her first time in America. She wasn't stroking my hair. Right. And that was also another incident that happened with with um somebody in orchestra rehearsal touching her hair. In orchestra rehearsal? I just, we gonna have to, my blood pressure getting high. I'm getting high. And that's not even, like, and that's one thing, but just to say that they're treating you insensitively and you, they need programming to teach them that you're not dirty? Girl, what? Meanwhile, never mind. I just, let's <laughs> get into it. All I'm gonna say is Lori Hall showed you smelling like a farm around this time of year thank god for this little when bit of- i walked in i told i sent you the picture when i walked mm-hmm. up i got off the elevator on my floor when i tell you my face contorted into a <laughs> into a facial expression i ain't never even seen felt or hurt before. i don't even know i just when i t- that smell <laughs> i said you are too old to be smelling like this when i tell you that we must we have to thank god for this little bit of snow i know it's in april but it's gonna keep the main hall of eastman from smelling like a farm because people going to have to put their coats on. It's not going to be warm. That's all I'm going to say on that matter. I just I just don't think, like, I don't know what it is about black people that makes other people feel like they have to navigate. Okay, right. Their, their, that's always the word that they use. I don't know how to navigate this interaction. I am a person just like you. My skin is just dark. And like I like you, of course there there are things like black black culture is very different and all that. But you don't have it's to, lit. right? But the thing is, like, okay, black people we act different around each other. Like we be lit or whatever. But you don't have to try to insert yourself into that in that way and adopt. What up, things. home dog? Yeah, you don't have to black it up to talk to black people. You can be yourself, and then we can just be our individual people talking and interacting with each other. Exactly. That's the difference. That I feel like people are not. Are not getting because like th- like i don't know what it is but people feel like you gotta navigate this like you don't it, it, i'm just a person exactly like and i'm and i'm not trying to make it be like it's just skin color is nothing that's like the, you know but that's, that's a different argument just like yeah. treating people to people in this context like like it's just inter- like yo, basic interaction exactly just the barest of things Ridiculous. i couldn't tell you and i don't think so that's one thing i'm like i don't even think they need to be focused on programming for i mean maybe etiquette classes because y'all don't got no manners at all uh, across the board like, accept, really yeah not just on multiple things and like what would that even look like this is a this is taiwana she's black right like what would that even what kind of program is that she's not dirty <laughs> like what <laughs> yikes I just don't. actually i would advise y'all not to have programming yeah the more i think about it <laughs> this is why blackface is wrong right i would just advise y'all to i don't know purge y'all student affairs office or something or because it just don't seem to be working 
or I don't know what kind of training y'all need. I don't know what training. And this just clear out the whole point. thing. At this point, clear out the whole thing. <clears throat> but that's what's going on over there. Like I said, purge it. So. <laughs> whatever you got set up is not working um they've also they have they have a couple of things in place to like um to like facilitate discussion between black students and like have their concerns you know um listened to and everything but like they said there are people higher up that are listening to them but the people that are like in, in the, the office like the with man. them yeah they said it's very clear where the disconnect is so those are the people that y'all need to see what's good with and get them there uh, two weeks termination yeah so <laughs> um last but not least we're gonna end on a good note so um seattle public school what i said thank god <laughs> so um uh the yamaha corporation of america has donated one hundred thousand dollars worth of new in- instruments to uh seattle public schools Ooh. um it's gonna benefit more than 1300 students Ooh. in nine schools across the district so What? Are you okay? My brain is literally like it's like you know Swiss cheese got like holes in it. That's what my brain is at this point in the semester. So you know what? Actually, I'm okay. Is that all the news? Um, but shout out to Yamaha for being that corporation. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) We are moving on. Okay, so the intermission this week. Um, we actually have already done this, but I kind of forgot. It was this intermission was in the Atlantis episode. R.I.P. Right. <laughs> um, so that there's a meme that's been going around for a while now. It's probably it's probably making its slow transition out. Yeah, it was more in its height when we did that episode. Yeah. but you know, technology so. So. <laughs> so there's a meme going around where it will say like nobody, and then it will say something that nobody asked for right so i and then, that's the thing i think i told you before it's like kid fury said he didn't really understand it like it should be something worded differently i'm like no it makes perfect sense like nobody said anything mm-hmm. and then someone's saying something that that ain't nobody asked for right. you to say so i just thought it would be fun if we did our own little version of this so what you got so the first one is nobody my teacher you're a quarter tone sharp. His favorite little line. Has he said that more than once? No. Oh, thank <laughs> God. <laughs> but uh, he's thought it in every lesson, so. He said he said that verbatim once and then variation and then like another time or like a variation on it. <laughs> Variations on the theme. <laughs> right. By your base teacher. Um, speaking of teachers, well, this one, this one's over now. I'll probably, I'll, okay, I'll leave that one alone. But nobody, and then here go Mr. Taylor. So what are your plans next year? <laughs> now, you know good and well <laughs> that I don't know what my plans are next year. Why you got to be so loud? And it'd be like when I come in, you know, let me get settled. You know what I'm saying? Let me, <laughs> let me unpack. You know what I'm saying? Let me tune, get my music out, spread out on the stand. Why would you got to be so loud from the jump? You know what I'm saying? I have a problem with that. My mom was like, he's just curious. He just wants to know. He's trying to help you. I'm like, curious. Curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Say less. How many times we got to tell y'all that? Um, oh, yeah. You said you got one for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is it? I forgot it. Nobody. Nobody at all. Okay. 
Not even one single song. Okay. <laughs> then Katie. You know what would be cute? With the little eye emojis too. <laughs> if it's not in person, then okay, it's with the eye emojis. Okay, but it's normally cute though. She said this yesterday. What was it? Oh, yeah. That would be cute. I don't know how I would do that though, so... I told you that prematurely. I normally hash <laughs> things out first and then badger you with cuteness. Well, with cuteness. Badger me. Okay. Nobody. Here go Delaney. The DC got high fries. It do. So when it do, it barely ever had the high fries. High fries. Delaney and I have this discussion. High fries are disgusting. They're not disgusting. You didn't say they were disgusting before. The high fries? No, I thought, okay, on the, on the scale... If, I think at the bottom of the of the totem pole will definitely be hot Cheetos. Hot Cheetos are gross. But I I don't for me hot fries are much above that because I love the hot popcorn so much because it has like a, a cheese undertone. Total hot fries. But I don't like I don't like um hot fries. I mean maybe that was the last time you had hot fries though. Okay. Before you were vegan. Even before okay. Even before I'm not a snacker. I mean I had those because like I was literally starving when you came here. But I'm not a snacker so maybe years before i even st- started being vegan i had i don't See, really, i used to i used to not like hot fries for the longest i didn't start liking hot fries again probably till like like i was well into high school probably like my senior year of high school is when i started liking hot fries i always hated them because i just i just i don't i don't like the off the texture is off because they softer i don't know and i'm not a, a texture minute. person i don't know it's been a minute hot fries are delicious so Got another one? Oh, yep. Okay. Nobody. Beethoven. What? <laughs> I was not expecting. I forgot that you did that one. <laughs> That's so sad. I'm going to get off of Beethoven's neck soon enough. Aww. <laughs> Dang. Okay. For composers, I got. Okay. Nobody. Strauss, you know what my could go if I wrote a tone poem about Don Juan? It gonna go like this. All right, <laughs> <laughs> that piece. I have a love hate relationship with that piece because, like, if it, I ain't gonna lie, it feel good when you can like play it. Like, yeah, I wouldn't know. <sighs> right. No, I'm just kidding. Don Juan is one of my. Well, I can't even say that now. I was. It used to be a strong excerpt. I couldn't imagine. I can't wait to get to the day where I'm like, yeah, that one go. It's straight. Well, I mean, strong in relation to my other excerpts. So, which is not saying much. For fast excerpts? I actually don't don't have that many excerpts under my belt. Anyway. I think I think my strong excerpt that's fast would be the, would be Mozart 35. <coughs> that one. Digga, 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 digga. Let's move on. Let's move on. I took some of the notes out for my tongue was getting tired. The remix version. Okay. So we are moving on. Uh if you have your nobody, send them in. We want to hear them. We want to read them. You can comment them under the under the what's this called post when i post on instagram and we are oh, what's this called <laughs> and Make we sure are... you do one for katie <laughs> oh, you know what would be rude somebody <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. i think if they didn't like based on stuff they hear on the podcast yeah someone was like nobody then katie class who podcast 
<laughs> you're trash for that. You're trash for that. You know what took me down in the last episode when I was uh, editing it? When you said email us at Classically Black Podcast. And then you moved on and you were like, wait, it's at gmail.com. And I was like, nah, just email us at Classically Black Podcast. It'll work. It'll, It'll go get through. There. Somewhere in the ether. I was like, <laughs> I was like if, if you get an error message back, then that's that's just us telling you that we got you're it. trash. <laughs> you edit that out? No. Oh. Why would I? We're moving on. That's the point. We're leaving. We're to the next thing. Okay. Okay. So we all know about two weeks ago. Are you okay? I know. I, I'm, I'm concerned. Are you okay? trying to make it through? <laughs> Beyonce blessed our entire lives <gasps> about a week and a half ago in ways that you know, I always say, like, I have a, a, a tremendous amount of respect for um, Beyonce, and I enjoy her music. I'm not in the Beehive, um, but that's a lot of things. I'm just not, I just enjoy her music. She's on my, she's on my uh, regular playlist. But, like, some, someone said to me, I think it was Nikki, she was like, well, if you enjoy her music, you're in the Beehive. I'm like, no, I don't think that's it, because the Beehive, like, my my cousin's friend is in the Beehive, and my cousin found out that Beyonce was pregnant with twins. So she texted her friend and was like, congratulations. And her friend was like, thank you. Like that's <laughs> what someone said something. Some celebrity said something about Jay-Z a couple weeks ago. Do you remember who it was? Said something about how they saw Jay-Z at a party. Someone will let us know. They saw Jay-Z at a party something and they were like, oh my God. So it was Tia Mori. No, it was Tamara Mori. What's, I don't know her real last name now. Her new last name. Tamara Mori saw her somewhere. She said it on The View. No, it's on The View. Doreen. Whatever they know. got. <laughs> yeah, they got something. Yeah. The discussion. The, I don't know. Right. Everybody, The View. I don't yeah, know. It's something. Yeah, the talk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she said something about um, Jay-Z. About how, like, she thought it was very attractive back in the day. Blase, blase. And the Beehive went to her Instagram and started leaving bees. bees. Yeah. <laughs> like he has several kids with Beyonce there and she also has several kids with her situation. I don't mean nothing. That is true. But to I'm, Jay-Z especially. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the point is I really enjoyed homecoming. She released it on Netflix. It was fantastic. I was like invigorated from the moment. She started walking Beyonce's walk. What? Was she, I, I almost teared up a little bit. Come on. This is amazing. Like <laughs> Beyonce, I can't. I'm not gonna get into it because it's just it's too emotionally overwhelming. It's it was like she walked in with the crown and stuff and like and the band. What the hell? I'm just. We could have been. I'm just so glad I was. I'm alive in this era. Yeah. And Beyonce isn't just like something I had to about. read about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just like such a an emotional experience. Just like even from the very beginning, like it was just fantastic. So we're gonna talk a little bit about homecoming how it relates to classical music we found an article comparing it to opera <laughs> so we're gonna just talk through this a little bit and to see what the implications are for classical music so um here we go what was your like i already said my artist i was like it was emotional when she walked out with her outfit and it was just like the, also the, the cinematography helped a lot like just i'm okay i don't mind live performances coachella does not look fun <gasps> especially all. after that oh you already sent me that <laughs> like it doesn't look like fun i don't mind crowds to be oh, i don't i don't crowds. my mom my mom would rather my mom wears acrylics mm-hmm. my mom would rather me take off every single acrylic that surprised me when i saw i was like okay oh, my mom Come on. oh yeah my mom <laughs> i was like i 
was like, ah. She said with the eyebrows done. You don't be out here. Listen. You don't play. And she said at the, at the beauty shop every two weeks to get her. Oh, right. My mom, she be out here. <laughs> but, um, so she, my mom would rather you peel off every single one of them before <laughs> she goes to a crowd. Like my mom hates crowds. I hate crowds. I don't mind crowds, but it doesn't look like fun. Also, it looks like it stinks. Also, oh, I'm sure it stinks. Of, of several things. Weed um body, body odor, fluids <laughs> fluids it's probably very moist in there the ground is wet for various reasons various. piss other secretions <laughs> <laughs> so possibly I f- things you've never heard of <laughs> or smelt <laughs> you're I gonna mean, leave a, a lot of question marks up your nose <laughs> the sound must have been cacophonous had to be um however I'm. I wouldn't have wanted to experience it then because the the way that the cameras like were panning and like combining things is like I enjoyed it so much more just being in front of my computer. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was my all impression. How about you? I just. I mean, stunned, dumbfounded, yeah. shell shocked. What's another one? Flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. Another one. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else. Um. Paralyzed in amazement. Yeah. Oh, okay. In amazement. Yeah um let's see it's just that everything that beyonce does is thought out there's nothing in that performance exactly. that she didn't think they about did not think about like <laughs> every tiny little detail it's so it, it's just it was just <laughs> the artistry it your was, fave could never you, even on their very best day on their very best and i feel like you know what i thought about when i was seeing her like just being herself you know you never how that concert that michael jackson did where he had people passing out getting pulled up getting taken yeah. out on stretchers beyonce is almost there almost she's almost there like, like <laughs> when they one of my favorite um parts of it was when they pants to the crowd people are literally like like the one guy got um she threw she threw a sweaty um towel towel at him and he and he like <laughs> he couldn't he looked like he he started to ascend on high he was like i think the only thing that kept him from seeing christ that day was the fact that he why would you give up the sweaty towel to go see christ right now right that's that's because christ is like i mean you could say keep it and bring it with you when you come up because i want it as well (laughs) i think that's the only thing from like he was just so like the energy was crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just like the look on people's faces. Like when they saw her when <sighs> Crystal posted a, a still of a girl, which who stood out to me immediately. It was like in like the first five or so minutes, where her face was just like in shock. Yeah, and Crystal was like, "This girl gets it." Yeah, it's like because when I tell you, so when I did the Super Bowl, I don't think about this a lot just because it's emotionally overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But when I when Beyonce walked in, we were in a um like a the studio mm-hmm. thing where but they had the what do they call it? I forgot what they call it when they I think it's like blocking or something when they just do like the stage places like when you're in your places and you do your steps. Mm-hmm. Um and she, Beyonce walked in was very quiet because you know everybody gonna be he's Beyonce like you're not supposed to do stuff like that yeah um and so I was just like observing Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until she started doing she started running through some of her routine um just for places and stuff and then crazy in love started playing so i grew up on beyonce so crazy in love Mm -hmm. is very much like early on and like my so it just started bringing back memories i tell you i was 
ugly crying really i like Aww. ugly cry like it wasn't so it wasn't even like the first time i saw saw her but it was the first time i saw her perform yeah and she wasn't even fully performing because when they're practicing she doesn't do like all of that right like, right she'll be like walking not even fully singing you know mm-hmm. like but just the the music of crazy love when i tell you it was before people were like delaney you have to calm down we have to go on in like 30 seconds i was like <gasps> <laughs> I was like, oh like, like my mama had just died. <laughs> I was literally hyperventilating. Oh wow! Like that's why I'm like, I don't ever. Maybe once a year or so, I'll bring up, I'll watch the Super Bowl over again, mm-hmm. just for that. But I cannot think about it. It's Beyonce. Yeah, you so fucking met Beyonce. That's when I crazy. saw her, when I saw that girl's face, I was like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's how just because it's an experience. Yeah, like, for sure. Just to see her perform is an experience. Like you just. Let's move on, because <laughs> you can't make sense out of nonsense. So. What was your What were your favorite parts? Like, I had a couple. Like, first of all, the thing, I mean, kind of tied in with initial impressions. Like, so all the all the string players were black. All the the whole entire orchestra was black, mm-hmm. and a lot of the brass players were were from historically black universities, which is what I appreciated so much because I especially since like I follow band culture. I don't, I'm just really into it. Like I, I follow JSU. I follow, I follow going to homecoming. What? We going to homecoming. You won't go with me. So what's the point of asking you? Is that what? Depending on the school. JSU. I've been asking you to go to JSU for me for, JSU. Oh, that's, I wouldn't go to that homecoming. <laughs> My friend has invited me to Spelman Morehouse homecoming. I mean, I would go to that, but I don't really watch their band. I would go to like, I watch like the, I just feel like the experience is something yeah. that would be crazy. It would like I I would, but I want to see Homecoming like because I just want to see the bands. Mm. You know, I like I follow Southern a little bit. I'm not a huge fan of Southern. They have Southern has one of the best bands out there, and then of of course Alcorn State because they dancers are like just like ratchet. I really not ratchet. It's like refined ratchet. Mm. It's, it's like they're artists. They're art. They're not just like doing nasty stuff. They're, they're dancing in the majorette style, but like they book. Mm. So I follow band culture. So I was just so excited to see like the fact that she drew from those bands and a lot of them are from famu and famu has probably the best band in the country i mean i'm i I don't go to hbcu so someone could argue that whatever but they have that they they boring but they have one of the best bands so it sounded like an almost like an orchestral sound like it just sounded so good it was like because a lot of these bands have a tip have none of these bands but a lot of the like if i think about jsu like they sound incredible to me but the brass sound is like way more abrasive Mm -hmm. and like stuff like that um, even Peyton talks about that, like how he he would worry about his chops if he were to study trumpet at like a historically black university it's because of the the playing that's required for that style of marching band is not really in line with like the classical style necessarily in some things. So the the band sounded like almost like orchestral, like it was round and like resonant. It was like so beautiful to hear. Like that was like one of the things that stuck out to me immediately i'm like they sound good like period i don't it was just really good uh how about you what's one thing i forgot to you well it's just how black it was because i remember when formation came out that i don't know if you saw that video it was when formation came out some they released like a like a um satire video it was like an like a news flash that beyonce was black because when found when foundation when formation came out everybody was like she doing all this yeah and and they so they it was like this video and it was like a newsstand like everybody was going crazy like beyonce is black oh my god like you know all this Mm -hmm. because like beyonce has reached this point in her career where she like i'm beyonce what y'all gonna do exactly and so she 
like she said she blacked it up at mm-hmm. she just made every single aspect of that like i'm black i'm not fame don't change me mm-hmm. still got hot sauce in my bag blah, blah, blah. like and she she just exuded that like mm-hmm. for the whole performance everything <clears throat> so i was just like yeah, and i love that because um i said it last week you know that's what well, i'll say that later again but um i love how beyonce has always been like that mm-hmm. it's like she's always remain true to her blackness and i'm not saying other performers haven't mm-hmm. i'm just saying like that's always been something that's been at the forefront yeah which has been re- really cool another thing that stuck out to me was the homage to greek life mm-hmm. everyone know i'm greek sigma gamma rose so when i saw everyone like, thinking that you're that you're from greece you know <laughs> you have to be never mind katie mykonos <sighs> <laughs> okay Everybody know I'm a member of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. And so I, when I saw the homage to Greek life, I'm like, yo, I, I, I like this. Also, when Destiny's Child came mm-hmm. out, like that, like, I didn't, I didn't grow up on Beyonce as much as I grew up on Destiny's Child. So when I saw Destiny's Child come out, like that made me really emotional. And freaking Kelly, like, girl, what's good? Like, what do you know? Kelly, like, wow. <laughs> okay, but you know what you were doing when you did that. So don't wow me. <laughs> Kelly looks amazing. What's Michelle look like? She looks fine. <laughs> 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 Kelly just Kelly Kelly could hold her own. I just I just really enjoyed that. Okay, so of course everybody the internet's going crazy. So I'm like, how could we talk about this? <gasps> oh, or... you know what I forgot to mention. Before I let go. We have to. Mm. Forgot we, that I I was like I did not when I heard that when I heard that she had done because I heard that through Twitter because mm-hmm. um, I know it was in the credits <clears throat> but um I heard that through, through Twitter I was like I before I even listened to it I was like I did not even know that I needed this until now but you know how long this misses I heard before I like so I was like first of all I had to listen to the original version first mm-hmm. I was like eh, eh, eh. and then when I heard Beyonce I'm just like. She's what amazing. Did you, and it's genius. It's to do that, like to that do that. Amazing. It's so like, black. for the culture. Like it's so black. To take such a cookout classic. Right. And just be like, here y'all go. Again, just in case y'all forgot how much you enjoyed this song, I'm gonna remind you. Twofold. Like it's just, it was I just what all right, now we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> so the internet's going crazy and I'm sitting like, how could we make this into how could we incorporate this into classically black? Like I mean, because and then Beyonce is amazing, but at the end of the day, she's not a classical musician and classically. But CNN did the work for me. So right. <laughs> everyone was passing this article around, what is it even called? Beyonce's Homecoming, Why the Opera World Should Take Notes. And I, that made my, my ears go up. Ears go yeah, up. me too. Um, the name went, no. <laughs> so the, the premise of, from, I should know from my research that you should not, rely on the title of an article to the title of the article is not an abstract mm-hmm. and i should i should have known better so i was like hey here we go let's do this and i read through i read the article and delaney will say the same not the same but similar that it was just a little bit disappointing because it just it really wasn't co- <laughs> it really wasn't cohesive you want to talk a little bit more about about that yeah so yeah i was just reading 
it, that's the perfect word cohesive it just wasn't cohesive at all like and especially the comparisons that were made between yeah. i was just like i like you said you read the article i was rereading stuff too because i was like no hold up i must yeah, have missed something I had to like read it twice because some of the compa- the comparisons between um the performance and the um and in some of the aspects of opera that the the writer was bringing up like didn't really make sense to me didn't really connect mm-hmm. like you're supposed to when you're comparing things like if if especially if the comparison is not as fluid exactly. as like maybe you would want it to be like you ha- you must bring out things in you know mm-hmm. in the writing that that the reader can connect mm-hmm. because i was like these things are connecting to me and i was thinking maybe like because i'm not really into opera like maybe i'm just missing something mm-hmm. maybe like i just don't know you know especially when you're reading about something that is not in your expertise mm-hmm. like i was i was thinking it was me and then i came here mm-hmm. and talked to you about it and i was like oh katie you know katie be writing anyway, dissertations and, and katie been masters and research you came here and talked to and me she just been you talking about her comp talk, exam and she you came writing here 47 and pages and you came so, here and talked to me and right all that that i just said and so i was like well maybe it's not just me because so so basically the article what the what the writer attempts to do is to bridge is to say that the opera world should take notes from Beyonce's performance because of her incorporation of blackness into a white space. Uh, I'm being nice because she didn't say this, that, but basically the gist mm-hmm. is that you should, about incorporating blackness into a white space, how there should be more black faces in the opera world and maybe how we should program more black things, but that really wasn't clear to yeah. me. So, um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. So she talks about how the stage is not welcoming to black people. And we understand this because mm-hmm. that's why there's, that's why there's this podcast, right? We understand that the classical world has not always been welcoming to black people. And as we get on through history and as we, as we continue to grow as people and pick up this dusty country, slowly but surely we're seeing more and more black faces appear in traditionally white spaces. So she opens her article talking about Mary Anderson, who was African-American um, opera singer who had to perform on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I'm pretty sure that's what this is. Yeah. Um, because um, she <clears throat> wasn't allowed to perform in major opera halls, uh, opera stages, and then jumps um forward to talk about how she then performed um at the metropolitan opera house she just started there yes because the opera it's a it's an article about opera that's what i just like that's what i um thought too because you should have started there because it has more parallels to what you're talking exactly. about you're trying to you're 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 trying to highlight the parallels between these two performances and show like how opera can can uh take notes from what beyonce did well her being the first black opera singer to sing um in a, in a role of the at the met has more relevance to what beyonce was doing as the first black uh woman to headline coachella but then i i was i was trying my best because i try to keep an open mind when i read stuff i try to take it's impossible to take out your biases however your biases whatever but i try to i try to keep an open mind well this one thing that threw me off and kind of left a bad taste in my mouth for the rest of the article was the fact that you said the symphony which seems to be a dying form and i was like you cannot you cannot celebrate one aspect of classical music and scorn the other you cannot celebrate opera and scorn Symphony. Who's in your pit, sis? Exactly. In, <laughs> in the same breath. That's not how it works. And if if the symphony is dying, then 
What you doing? Opera with no music? Is but you putting a, a CD in? That's the first thing, and the second thing is that means the opera is also dying. Mm-hmm. Especially like maybe I'm biased because I'm I'm well I want to be in in the opera. That's that's what I want to do. I want to go down the opera road. However, if you're saying the the symphony is dying, opera. What's the, how does opera relate to Americans who uh, the majority of these things are written in German and Italian? Mm-hmm. So which which one is dying more? Um melodies that you might not understand that has no words to it or or um things that are t- way too long three four hours long in a language that you don't understand mm-hmm. the 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 arguments is six, it's six in one half dozen another like you cannot celebrate opera and and try to put down the symphony that just didn't make sense to me so that was hard for me to understand and you want to say she said she wants to see feel a little bit of homecoming in the opera house but it's not clear what she means so do yeah. you mean that you want to have more black people in in the opera house which yes we are desperately trying sis and you should do your research and and, and i don't want to say too much because she her 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 studies are in this this is her area of expertise which confused me which was very confusing it was very and that was and i found that out after i read the article Mm -hmm. because i already before i knew that was like "Mm." but then i I was like that confuses me even more Mm -hmm. i don't know what happened because it was just I don't know. There was just some things that I was just like, I don't understand. Like, I feel like she elaborated on the wrong things mm-hmm. rather than elaborating on the things that like, um, that seemed like they could have made like a good point because a lot of the things that she was talking about that didn't make any sense were the things that she went more in depth on when I, we, we already brought out the point about, um, the comparison that she should have made in the beginning, the things that you would have had a point on, you skimmed over. Exactly. That, which doesn't make it, maybe you had too much faith in the point and we're just like, well, I don't even got to explain it. Yeah, but it didn't. So it, it really didn't like, um, and she, then she said something about, you know, the Central Park Five, mm-hmm. like there's that opera. What is it called? Do you remember? I'm not gonna put you on a spot. It's fine. What the Central Park Five? Is that, is that what yeah, it's called? Yeah, it's the opera. That's what it's called. Okay, so the Central Park Five. There's there's an opera in the works. It's gonna be premiered sometime this year. It's probably out right now, actually, or coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And about what happened to the Central Park Five, and so she. So do you mean it that way? Like we need to have more black works then in that case and people should write them like mm-hmm. in the case of central park five and then we could see that so we don't have to rely on porgy and Bess if we want to see black faces in the in the operatic world then write them mm-hmm. and i'm not saying like i don't know I, I, i'm only hip to the people writing the classical music I, I, that's, all, that's all i know i don't know someone could correct me if there are people writing black operas and stuff like that i mean besides i mean we do have um lest we forget carmen a hip opera which I mean, <laughs> stars Beyonce herself, which stars Beyonce title world. <laughs> what a doozy that one. But, <laughs> but, um, so we, we have that, but then this is where it starts to get a little bit dicey for me because it's like, to me as a classical musician, I think classical com- music can exist on its own without the help of outside influences and black people can enjoy classical music without have it having to be blacked up for us. Like we can, we can go, I mean like, yeah, do we sing? I got a little bit of lean to it. Of course. Cause we were extra and annoying and lit. So yeah, we do that and that's fine. And there's, there's a place for that. And there's a time for that. And if you want to write an opera that has that, that's, that's fantastic. But to, imagine. <laughs> but to, I mean, if we want to see the hip opera come to the Met, then fine, let's do that. I mean, you're not gonna put no, no, no tape in mm-hmm. orchestrate it yeah. so it can be done you know there's a there's a way to now do you use the, the midi instruments because <laughs> <laughs> but like t- 
to me, like, I don't think that classical music has to be blacked up for black people to be able to consume it. And it's like, we want to see more blackness in these white spaces. Of course, we want to see more, more variety than uh, Porgy and Bess. We want to see more y'all already white and up anyway, well per yeah. our last story so right <laughs> we want to see more black people on the stage we're working there's people working tirelessly to help get that four percent up you know like we're, we're there's people working towards that it's gonna take time but i just have a problem i have a problem with like people especially like uh, she's a musicologist from so i guess it's a little different but it's like understand the whole thing before you start saying and it's like also this this was not yes the opera world can take notes about diversity and programming mm-hmm. but this is also it was while a fantastic performance is not really comparable to that of opera except you have a bad mama that's coming down here letting the girls know yeah carmen sure <laughs> who was a seductress that's not who beyonce is i just feel like it, it it was weird because the title implied that she was going to to highlight aspects of Beyonce's performance that could be uh, incorporated into opera, but then it ended up being a bunch of comparisons that didn't really work. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, are you trying to say that they are similar or trying to point out ways that they could, you know, be similar? And mm-hmm. I feel like had had she maybe spent more time doing that, then it would have landed better. Mm-hmm. Because one of the other things that she wrote that I think um, was not panned out well was that um she pointed out that historically like the female characters in operas are princesses and queens and Mm -hmm. um, and royalty and that beyonce highlighted more working class individuals by bringing in bands from hbcus and having the Mm -hmm. black orchestra and having the greek life aspects and she she brought in like you know just regular normal people Mm -hmm. for that kind of stuff and that that's something that maybe people could relate to more in opera but I just panned that out for her. I just said people could relate more to that opera. Right. She did not say that. Exactly. She just was like, she brought in more working class characters, but Beyonce is, is she oscillates between royalty because she's queen B, but then she also can be relatable. How? She didn't even say how Beyonce was relatable. Exactly. Beyonce's not relatable to me. Beyonce has money. Like, like, like I get like her blackness. Like, the only thing I could think of that would make Beyonce a common or relatable character, which is the words that she used, is like how she uses her blackness and how she shows that like I'm still black. I'm not gonna lose this because I have money and because I'm famous. Mm-hmm. But she didn't say that. I yeah. just said that. Mm-hmm. And like you should have like play, that's just the only thing I could possibly think that she's that she's trying to get at. Mm-hmm. But instead, she only mentioned the Queen Bee part, which is the exact opposite of what you just said because you said that we should be having less royalty in opera and more working class. So I'm like, that's just something that mm-hmm. I'm like, this is how you could have handed out, but then you didn't. So I'm just, I'm very confused and also, as to how that even works. And to your point, it's like for such sweeping generalizations mm-hmm. and like really incohesive arguments, the article was very short. Like it was very surprising to me. Like if you're gonna say stuff like this, and also I want, I just want, I don't want not even a little bit more. I need, I needed more for you to drive the point home. It just, this was like very like, this things that exist on their own but don't really work together. And if you were going to have like a a certain like if you want to shorten the article, you took the wrong stuff out. Mm -hmm. You know, if maybe you possibly did uh, address these points that we're bringing up, but then it had to be shorter. You took the wrong stuff. yeah for real. like for real it, it, i mean i feel like this could have been a dope article i mean i don't know how to be honest because even when i saved the article i was like i'm really curious to see how this is gonna go because yeah. it wasn't an opera 
Mm-hmm. There was there was there was no storyline. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had the bugaboos mm-hmm. doing their thing, but even then, it's like, who are the bugaboos and what what's the? I, was, I mean, what was it? Beta, Alpha, Kappa? Is that what they're? Is mm-hmm. that what they're pledging? But did they did they make it? Did they did they make the cut? Did they? Did, you know, like the 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 bugaboo story. I think it was more of an aspect. The the inclusion of the bugaboos, rather. I think it was more of an aspect of blackness than it was a storyline which is what she which is what the title implies but not the thing like i feel like she, the comparisons to operas what threw me off mm-hmm. because you should have been like well beyonce does this this is how it could be cohesively yeah. incorporated into opera not beyonce does this and opera does this it's the same because it's, it's not because <laughs> you're making me you're making me try to figure out like how how is this going to work as an opera mm-hmm. when there's no storyline there's no and there's no antagonist yeah like th- it doesn't work yeah you know and so i don't know it was it was weird i thought it was sloppily written yeah um especially because i don't know especially considering oh, her background maybe yeah. i'm missing something like a lot of people have been going around you can sign into my dms and tell me if i'm missing something but yeah. to me it's just like i don't know if they thought wasn't nobody gonna like read into it that much yeah. or was it just written because they wanted to have something in reference to homecoming or mm-hmm. what but i i just don't think like from a especially maybe they weren't exp- no but she's her research is an opera i was about to say maybe they weren't expecting so many people who are in the field of classical music mm-hmm. to like get into and it and that's another that's another assumption like just because we in classical music don't mean we just i think loki i think my <laughs> my upstairs neighbor be so confused with me because if it's easter sunday you know i got my kirk franklin i got it's sunday i got my kirk franklin booming i got uh i, I have my ratchet playlist going if i'm getting ready and then she hear me playing Bach. So she's like, what is it, sis? <laughs> That's what I, I screenshotted my YouTube recommendations. It had Kirk Franklin, then Misha Maisky playing Bach, then Relax by YG. <laughs> like, then another Kirk Franklin. So I was like... And then I have I have Chris from Kefiri yelling because I usually keep it up loud because I'm usually moving around doing something. I got Chris from Kefiri yelling <laughs> something else. So it's like, she's probably like, what's going on? Right. <laughs> she got three roommates down there exactly y'all, like y'all got a priest and then uh a hairdresser who right. work out her cou- work off of her couch with her bamboos on and then an orchestral musician i don't get like, it I, I know i'll be so confusing but that's an assumption that you made that you know like classical music musicians listen to one thing or they only listen to this type or this realm like no like we like the same the same people that be twerking to to cardi b right be right there in kodak you know what i'm saying like and that's like another point of this podcast is like we're not just one dimensional so it's like i think the article honestly would have been even better if it was just if if it was just like notes that the classical music profession can take from beyonce that might have been way better than and even then i don't even think that fits better but also but also it's not that's not even specific to beyonce that's not even specific yeah and then also it could have just been like the way beyonce did stuff it could it could have been about anything it could have been about how how we as black people should take notes from beyonce and this is one of my overall takeaway from this how i said this last week relax but how we as black people can take notes from Beyonce because oftentimes we're taught or we feel that we have to dumb down our blackness or or make it less than to fit into white spaces and Beyonce went right the, up there in Coachella in front of all them girls and their little flower crowns and was like it's time to be black y'all know what time it is and it's like that would have been a way better article someone write that someone write that you should write it you over here thinking up stuff uh, okay I ain't know it was gonna be all this I ain't know what you done gonna- 
Y'all, yeah, this is the last episode. I know every week I say this, but honestly, like, <laughs> my soul is weary. Katie for prayers of this country. Well, actually, I wouldn't wish that on you. So <laughs> I thought we were friends. I would be president of any other country. <laughs> Hell, North Korea. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. We, we, I haven't been in, we, you know, before we recorded, we tried to look up some people that we knew that shared it, see what was in the comment section, comment sections to, like, get a gauge of, like, how other people were feeling about it. I went on CNN's website and their Facebook page, see if anybody commented. There were no comments. I looked up people who, other people that I didn't know who shared it, because, you know, it has, like, a thing, like, this many yeah, shares. Yeah, yeah. I clicked on those pro- Facebook profiles, no discussion. So, if you, like, if you have a opinion, if you've seen Homecoming, if you you've read this article like please comment because yeah we let's just, get a discussion going because maybe I, we missed <laughs> it because me and delaney both wrote up like so, so this episode ain't gonna really go the way we thought because i wanted to be like yeah and then you really yeah. could do this and it, and it just wasn't yeah that and like the more that I, like i said before the more i think through it there's really not a great application of what beyonce did i mean there of course there are some but it's not a a superb application of what Beyonce did to the classical music world, except that black people should stand in their greatness and we can celebrate the versatility of classical musicians. I saw Jessica McJunkins. I saw you up there, sis, and doing your thing. Like if we, if we can talk about aspects of, of we can write an article about what, of how Beyonce celebrates the classical musician world and how, and, and that we can do something like that. Mm -hmm. That's, that makes better sense to me than, than making like a blanket statement about how Beyonce, how her performance can inform the operatic world. Mm-hmm. We're already trying to get more, but we are trying hard since we are trying to get more black people into this profession. Mm-hmm. And if you did a little bit of research, I mean like a simple Google search, you'd have known that. Our good sis. Good sis Google. Good sis Google. Available 24 seven for your learning pleasure. <laughs> um, A simple Google search. I mean, if you, if you type, access in classical music or blackness in classical music i bet you within the first 20 hits it's gonna be that speech that aaron dorkin gave at carnegie or hall black podcast oh i'm a google now we're gonna have her and her her people and anyway but well, let us know i'm i'm gonna implore you to to join the discussion <laughs> i'm gonna see what we could set up on instagram so we can are you done so so we can have a conversation about this maybe we missed something but and also we're talking about beyonce like what a what a great topic to right talk and about. if you have anything negative to say to Beyonce, about beyonce just keep it to yourself i mean i mean because a lot of people be like she's overrated she i mean like i don't if you don't like beyonce's music whatever that's but one thing but it's like, like it's beyonce's so much that. bigger than her yeah. music at this point it's like you could say someone like drake is overrated you could say the migos are overrated cardi b you know people mm-hmm. who are drake, people who are superstars you know mm-hmm. big like uh people who can't go outside without yeah. without being you know whatever mom yeah people like that cardi b me i don't even think the migos are there but like cardi b Nicki minaj those type of people you can talk about them and be like they are overrated i love cardi b she's really overrated mm. i stand her i like her. she's ratchet she's fun she's overrated because she don't even write her own rap just people who rap better than her mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying who don't have people write it for her but um but to talk about to, to deduce beyonce and what she's doing in her career it's just her music i think is just really lazy and you know, ain't nobody asked you to say all that. So let us know what you think. Join the discussion, and we are moving on. Right.
black excellence black excellence where we hype you up gas you up and give you your props because there is room for everybody at the top and this week we are talking about Shanice Strickland hey Nisi <laughs> not Nisi <laughs> <laughs> not Nisi okay <laughs> So, um, Shanice is a French horn player. Well, she do a whole bunch of stuff, actually. I ain't finna hold you. So, <laughs> she, <laughs> Shanice is a French horn, primary French horn player, um, flautist, and she's a singer. She also... Okay, I'm done. I quit, I quit, I promise. Um, she is from, I don't believe she's, I don't think she's from Pittsburgh, but I know she did her graduate studies at, how do you say the school? What's it called? The school. Oh, the Ken? The Kent? Is that what it is? The Ken? No, I know this because my friend applied there. The Kane, I think. They the have a really good music school. Yeah, my friend that goes to Carnegie Mellon that we met, she, oh, that, she oh, was yeah, between Carnegie Mellon and the Kane, I think. Or the Ken. Yeah. The, the S throws me off. Yeah. Why? I think the S is silent, though. What? And what? Okay. I think it's the Kane or something. Like yeah, okay. So she, she the, was. The mm-hmm. university, the university in Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, now she's a freelance um, musician, and recently, no. <laughs> well, she since been sickening because she performs with um, the Pittsburgh Chamber Music Society. She do, do doing little stuff <laughs> with that. Yeah, she out here. She be da 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 da. But um, recently, she has been selected to perform on July 11th this year at Ace Hotel Pittsburgh, um, and she will be out here being sickening let me read this see what she says <laughs> um but yeah she will be performing with her and a bunch of other musicians um there so go check her out um also what's really cool about her is uh that she does a, a bunch of genres so she's not just classical music she because i met Shanice at you know i saw i met her at sphinx i also met her we did a music festival i just can't remember which one it was um, not being shady, I just I really don't remember it. Uh-huh. I really don't. You over here? I don't usually be going to musical music festivals to narrow down. <laughs> anyway, check Shanice out. We'll <laughs> let her at. Go ahead and follow her. My sis is sickening, and you got a piece of the week. Let's get out of here. Oh dang, that was my responsibility. Huh? Well, I could just look at my uh, my recent plays because usually I just go through for phases of of listening to things. So, but you know what lately I've been listening to? It's not my piece of the week because it doesn't count. But I've been listening to, ooh. Yeah, they hate, but they broke, though. And when it's time to pop, they a no-show. Yeah, I'm pretty, but I'm loco. The loud got me moving slow-mo. Hey, yo, Tweety, where the hoes, though? Hey. Dang, you really know the word. Yeah. That other, he a bozo. Yeah, we got liquor by that boat. Look, that honey. This was fake. That life, that's, that's a no no. All my dressed in that rojo. I ride for my dog. That's a bro code. <laughs> Baby gave me head. That's a low blow. Then she made me weep when she. That song is low key nasty. <laughs> I stand. But you know what? The song I like. Her Tatiana uh, so remix good. is so good. It's you so know, my favorite line is I can't say it on here. And I won't. But I haven't been listening to classical music all that much lately. Um, I feel like a little cleanse. Right. But you know what I have been listening to since our recently playing it is the Brook Violin Concerto. Oh, yeah. Course. I really like any movement in particular. Um, is that your piece of the week? 
Yes, it's oh, gonna be my piece of the week. <laughs> um, I like all of them honestly, but probably the first movement will be my favorite, and then there's this one part in the in the last movement. But it's particular. I'm very much of like I like this recording, and so um, I listen to Joshua Bell's recording. Um, I <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> like that's a, that's unfortunate this, thing about Joshua Bell. He's very good. Like this is one like just some of the part like. I'm just like I don't know I have to listen to other people to see if they also do it but just this like one, but the way he plays it's just so good I but. mean he was doing a lot in that dress rehearsal I was like if your F-holes are turned around I can't hear you <laughs> but his back be all bent back by I'm like, like, a, right. like a less than sign now he a 90 degree angle I'm like I'm bro like, right. I'm like come on Simone Biles what are we doing <laughs> come on Lizzie Sterling <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's gonna be my piece of the week. But I've been listening to that. I've been listening to yeah, I haven't been listening to classical music all that much because um, <laughs> wow, not <Nah, ugh. laughs> But yeah, I've been listening to that younger May. I might listen to some other stuff. But that's the only two I've been listening to mm-hmm. um, by her recently. But yeah, well, thank you so much for listening to Classically Black podcast. Don't forget to follow us. <laughs> you have to be all deliberate. Classically Black podcast. One of the violists in my in my oral told me I should slow down when I speak. I'm like, they've been telling me this since high school, sis. Maybe not high school, since undergrad. So it slowed down a lot, believe it or not. There are little times where, like, I'll say something very, very fast. Mm-hmm. like blah, 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 And people be like, wait, hold on. I could be like a gnat. It'd be like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but um, he was like, maybe speak a little bit slower. I was fumbling around a little bit more because I literally prepared. I'm not going to say that. I'll tell you. <laughs> but, um. <I> <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast at Gmail. Wait. <laughs> See? <laughs> I was looking at you. You suck for that. I didn't do anything. Follow us on um, whatever. Follow us. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Nah, what they got to follow us on? You got to say it. Follow that us. That was hilarious. Follow, yep, us, on follow so- us on Instagram at Classically Black Podcast at gmail.com. That's our Instagram. <laughs> that is our Instagram account. Type in the whole can thing. Can I say it, please, so I can leave? <laughs> Follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to email us if you have piece of the week suggestions. Now we get eye contact. Black, this whole time. <laughs> black excellence suggestions, intermission suggestions, and the like <laughs> to Classically Black Podcast at gmail.com. And we will talk to you on next week. Bye, y'all. Arrivederci. Forever. All right. <laughs>